0: There is nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome to the show. So glad that you're with us. Uh, Today, I'm going to Just be me. I wanted to check in with you a little bit, update you on what's happening here at uh, Let's Grow Leaders and in our world and some upcoming fun things, and then uh, dive into uh, a tomorrow together uh, topic that I think is very relevant for human centered leaders and as we're trying to be the best we can be. Um, That opening quote there there's nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact. That's uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, so the Boscombe Valley mystery. Uh, for, for you uh, literary buffs out there, there's nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact. And as we're uh, talking about obvious facts, uh, getting into perspective, curiosity, and how those obvious facts can kind of hamstring us as leaders. So that's where we're going today. But before we do, wanted to let you know that Karen and I are hard at work on our next book. It's uh, coming out next year, so a little under a year from when you're listening to this, if you're listening in real time but uh, that's just the traditional publishing business. It takes that long to get them out there. But it's about workplace conflict, uh, all about powerful phrases that you can use to deal with workplace conflict. And so this is going to be the kind of resource that you can uh, use yourself, that you can certainly give to all of your team, and all of the human-centered leadership approaches that you're so accustomed to on the show Uh, We'll be uh, talking about in terms of how you can do those as team members and have those kinds of conversations with one another, and not from a place, uh, an assumption that conflict is bad or negative. Conflict can be very, very helpful, and effective teams and good leaders, we should be having good, productive conflict around ideas that help us to make better decisions. So that's where we're heading with that. wanted to, to give you a heads up, but the most immediate uh, ask that I have a view or opportunity for you is to add your voice. So we are doing a world workplace conflict and collaboration survey, and we have a little over 5,000 participants around the world right now. So wherever you are, would love to invite you to participate in the survey, and you can do that at uh, world workplace survey. I'm sorry, world workplace conflict Survey.com. Again, that's worldworkplaceconflictsurvey.com. And it'll just take five minutes, and we'd love to get your voice. We are collecting uh, people's experiences of, of workplace conflict, what they're experiencing today, what your experience has been in the past, stories of conflict, stories of collaboration and what makes it all work. So we're uh, taking all of that data and incorporating it into the book and findings as well. So love to get your voice uh, if you have an opportunity to do that. Just five minutes, completely anonymous, and uh, we'll be in future episodes getting back to some of that research data and sharing many of those powerful phrases with you. All right, so that's the World Workplace Conflict Survey. Love it if you could take part. So let's turn our attention to perspective. And uh, there's nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact. What's going on there? Well, there is this uh, desert island in the South Caribbean. It's called uh, Bonaire. If you're a scuba diver, you certainly are familiar with it because that's what it's probably globally most known for is the scuba diving. It's got these fantastic coral reefs, uh, flamingos. It's uh, an island that has a lot of flamingos on it. Sea salt production. Um, and oddly, donkeys. So desert island, fantastic coral reefs, flamingos, sea salt, all occur naturally. Donkeys, not so much. So where'd they come from? Well, in the 1600s, Spaniards brought donkeys to the island to haul salt and equipment. So they evaporate the salt water and you know, get salt, and you've got this nice sea salt, and so is the salt production. So you're having the donkeys haul the equipment around. But then when, you know, more modern transportation became available, people abandoned the donkeys, let them go, turned them loose to their own fate. And the donkeys roamed the island, fending for themselves with no oversight or caretakers. But Bonaire is not the most hospitable environment for donkeys. It's an arid climate, and you've got, you know, increased tourism, and many donkeys fall victim to illness or car accidents, They're also an invasive species, so you think about the donkeys uh, eating any moisture-laden plants that they find. So when Arthur Conan Doyle has Sherlock Holmes tell us there's nothing more deceptive than an obvious fact, I think he was talking to me about Bonaire's donkeys. It's an invasive species that's suffering and harming the island's ecology. Wouldn't it make sense to solve the problem? Obviously. Well, at least it was obvious to me. And so that brings us to one solution, the donkey sanctuary. The sanctuary was started in 1993 to remove the animals from the incompatible environment and care for the sick, injured, and orphaned donkeys. Volunteers and donations would come in and help care for the several hundred donkeys that the sanctuary took in. They'd take care of injured donkeys, get them out of the wild, reduce their impact on the native plants and animals, and reduce donkey-human conflict. And I've actually visited the sanctuary. It's hysterical. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a glorious donkey-saturated time of smacking lips, crunching carrots, and wide smiles. It's a little freaky, that many donkeys, but they're a lot of fun. And so that sounds like something everyone can get behind. Obviously a good thing, right? Well, I thought so. But it turns out not everyone sees it the same way. There's a petition... Uh, that last time I looked, had more than 3,000 people out of the island's population, which is only 20,000 people, to maintain Bonaire's wild donkey population. They argue that the sanctuary's practice of sterilizing male donkeys is eventually going to lead to the extinction of donkeys on the island, and for them, that's a problem. Even though the wild donkeys aren't indigenous, their supporters view the donkeys as part of their culture and heritage, it has been for the last 450 years. They're also, they also have concerns about the humane treatment of the donkeys within the sanctuary. So their bottom line, they want the donkeys to remain wild and for people to treat them well. So as a leader, I want to ask you if you recognize this kind of frustration. You figure out a great solution to an irritating problem, and you unveil it, only to find out that not only do people dislike your solution, they don't even see your problem as a problem. I have had this happen so many times. As a new supervisor trying to solve an obvious inefficiency in a process that my team had no interest in changing. I have had it as a family member trying to better organize the kitchen. You know, and in those moments, I'm always inclined to dig in, explain why I'm right, try to and I put this in quotes, help everyone else understand the facts that are so obvious to me. But if you've tried that, you already know how that ends. As the saying goes, those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. The donkey sanctuary situation made it clear to me that arguing is a waste of time and energy, though it does sell commercials for talk shows and you know, news channels. But there's another way as a leader as someone wanting to be an effective human being, we can listen. When people can't see what's obvious to you, it's not that they're obstinate, ignorant, or broken. People are different. They have had different experiences, different values, different personalities. They're looking at the world through all those filters, just like you do. These are opportunities for us to listen, to get their insights, To find out what it is that's obvious to them. To look for the rightness in their perspective. What is it that makes such obvious sense to them that they'll wonder how you could be so blind? For myself, I know that I'm a way better leader, parent, partner, human being when I stop coming to everyone with all my answers, solutions and my obvious facts. Many times, particularly as a leader, a tough question is way more important than having an easy answer, and a discussion is more valuable than the dictate. So as a leader, can you identify the issues that are obvious to everyone, find the value in the different perspectives, then it's possible to create, find and create, you know, those different kinds of creative solutions that make far more sense and will have more support than the limited but obvious approach you might have started with. And no, it's not always possible to craft a solution that meets every need, but you'll never find it if you don't look for it. So some thoughts on leadership, courtesy of the donkeys on the desert island of Bonaire in the South Caribbean. I uh, hope as you're thinking about your day going forward, find one place to show up with curiosity to investigate what are the obvious facts for someone else that aren't so obvious to you. And be the leader you'd want your boss to be. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed that episode and want more stories like that, you can find a whole collection of essays in my most recent book, Tomorrow Together, which is filled with essays of hope, healing, and humanity, many of them with leadership applications just like our uh, Desert Island donkeys. But not all of them. Many of them do ask those tough questions, have lots of different reflections and so forth. You can find Tomorrow Together anywhere books are sold. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.